My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hi, I'm Pip and this week on the podcast, I am very excited to be talking to you guys about optimizing your baby's position in preparation for birth. Now, this is genuinely one of my favorite topics to talk to expectant mums about. And I often say if I could gift every woman something at the onset of labor, it would be this. It would be a baby in an optimal position for birth because it makes such a big difference. So I'm gonna be sharing lots of tips and tricks for you today to help you have your baby in a great position ahead of your birth. But before I do, just remember that as a podcast listener, you can head over to midwifepip.com and get 15% off my online courses by simply using the code podcast15. So if you want to make sure that you are expertly prepared for a positive and empowered birth, that is the place to be. So what do I mean by optimizing your baby's position ready for birth? Well, our babies can be in all sorts of positions during pregnancy, and that is absolutely fine. They move around and get themselves tucked up into all sorts of places. But towards the last few weeks of pregnancy, then really we want to start thinking about how well our bodies and babies are starting to prepare for that big day. Now, when your baby is in different positions, it means they're trying to come through your pelvis with different diameters of their head. And they either tuck their chin, if you imagine tucking your chin down onto your chest, or they look up at the ceiling. Now, this is the flexion of your baby's neck. And if you imagine that your baby's either trying to come through your birth canal with their head tucked into their chest, or their head looking up at the ceiling, they are very different sizes and diameters trying to come through your pelvis. And what we want to achieve is a baby with their chin nicely tucked on their chest that's coming through, putting a lovely even pressure on the cervix to help it to dilate. And that your baby's navigating that birth canal with the smallest possible diameter through the largest possible diameter of your pelvis. So essentially, we're trying to fit something smaller through something larger rather than something larger through something smaller. So the whole purpose of optimizing your baby's position is to get them in a great position so that they are going through with the smallest part of their head through the largest part of your pelvis. And the result of achieving that is that we make birth more straightforward. The whole physiology works a lot better. Typically, it results in shorter, less painful labors for mums and reduces the risk of birth intervention. So things like induction of labor, um, things like instrumental birth and even cesarean sections. So there is lots of benefits to be reaped. 
Now, there's a really simple way to understand how to support your baby in optimal position. And for the purposes of our chat today, I'm going to assume that babies are head down. So we know that the vast majority of babies, around 94 to 95% of babies are head down by 37 weeks. So we'll assume that's where we're at. And we want to encourage your baby's back round to the front of your tummy. So some of you may have heard of back-to-back -back babies or OP babies. Now these are the babies that have their back against mum's back, and that is a suboptimal position. So we want to encourage babies back to the front of your tummy. Now that's called an OA or an occipital anterior position. So baby's back is anterior, it's at the front. Now, the great thing about babies, especially when the membranes or the waters are still intact, is they've got lots of ability to move around, even in the later stages of pregnancy. And their back is the heaviest part of their body and it moves freely with gravity. So if you imagine you spend a lot of your pregnancy, perhaps slouch back on a sofa, lying back in a chair, perhaps slouch driving or sat at a desk, what happens is because your baby's back is the heaviest part that moves with gravity to rotate towards your back and we end up with this back-to-back -back position where babies are in a suboptimal position they're coming with a, a larger diameter of their head they're putting an uneven pressure on the cervix and they're having a bit of a harder time essentially getting through your pelvis now if we change that slouching back position and we're in more of a forward position. So if you imagine uh, sitting on a birth ball, perhaps then lying, uh, leaning forward, sorry, over a sofa, um, doing some lunges, some yoga poses, being on all fours on the floor. In these forward leaning positions, what that back of your baby does is it then moves with the gravity forwards to be at the front of your tummy. And that is that optimal position for our babies. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Pregnacare from Vita Biotics. We all know how important it is to support our health when trying for a baby, during pregnancy and in the postpartum. Pregnacare vitamin and mineral supplements provide advanced nutritional support for every stage of pregnancy, before, during and after. They include vitamin D, and the exact levels of folic acid as recommended by the UK Department of Health. Pregnacare, expert nutritional care for pregnancy with you every step of the way. To find out more, visit www.pregnacare.com. So what that means is we, I'm not banning people from slouching on the sofa, my goodness. Sometimes that is just what you need. What we need to try and make our normal position to be during the later stages of pregnancy and especially during the labor itself, we want our normal position to have a bit more of an upright and forward leaning stance than that kind of semi-recumbent lying back on the bed position that we often see. So encouraging that on a regular basis will really support you to go into labor with your baby in a more optimal position. But we also need to make sure that our pelvis is able to accommodate that for baby. Now for some women, despite the most diligent optimal positioning work, their babies are in a back-to-back -back or OP position. 
And that isn't something we should feel guilty about. For some women, their genetics, the shape of their pelvis just leans their baby towards being in that position. But for lots of women, there are things that we can actively do to change and improve that for ourselves and our babies. So your pelvis needs to be able to move. It needs to be able to accommodate that. And then it needs to be able to, during labor and birth, let your baby navigate through, which means we want to try and avoid any kind of stiffness. We want to allow our pelvis to be flexible, to be able to move freely, to allow that birth process to happen a little bit easier. And that's why I recommend in pregnancy, making sure that we really think about strengthening our whole kind of pelvic area, our lower back, our posterior chain muscles, the, the muscles kind of in the back of our legs is really important. But then also doing work to make sure that we've created that space and flexibility. So things like your child's pose, some deep squats, some nice hip flexor stretches, things that are also making sure that whole pelvis is functioning well, that we don't have any real tightness that's preventing baby navigating that pelvis and twisting and turning and getting in that optimal position. And also making sure that during labor itself, it can move in the way that allows our baby to. So really making sure our pelvis is working how we want it to, and our baby's in the position we want them to be in, is a great start to the onset of labor. Now, if you find that you arrive on the, on the labor suite or on your birth center, ready to have your baby, and you do find that at that point, your baby is in a back-to-back -back or an OP position, it does not mean that all is lost. There's lots of things that you can do in labor itself, especially using the power of your contractions to help you to support baby to turn into that better position. And most of this again is around positioning techniques. So really avoiding the temptation or the encouragement sometimes to lie on a bed during your labor and birth. It's the most unhelpful, unphysiological position to birth our babies in. So we can use the bed for support. That may be, for example, having the head of the bed nice and upright, being on your knees on the bed and leaning over the back of the bed. It may be lying on your left side with a peanut shaped ball between your knees to help keep your pelvis open. And that's a really great position for women with an epidural that are less mobile during labor. It might be that you stand up and just lean forward on the bed for support, or you may wish to ditch the bed altogether and to walk around the room to do some squats, some lunges, to perhaps lean over on a birthing ball, to use a birthing pool, all of these different positions that encourage us to be in an upright, forward and open posture are helping to optimize baby's position in the pelvis and to open your pelvis up to accommodate baby to navigate through. And we know that by changing into these more physiological positions for labor and birth, can actually increase the size of your pelvic outlet, which is the part of your pelvis that baby's navigating through by up to 30%, which when we think about the, the small sizes that we're talking about with babies and, and our pelvis, that's a massive, that makes a really significant difference to how easy it is for your baby to navigate through the pelvis. <laughs> I'm just taking a mini pause to explain more about the importance of being intuitive. 
with your birthing positions. Make yourself as comfortable as possible and don't be afraid to experiment. Being upright, able to move around and free to change positions is better for you and your baby. As labor progresses, your baby is busy maneuvering through the birth canal and it helps if your body can respond to the changing sensations. For more information on the different benefits of birthing positions, check out aptaclub.co.uk. The other great thing about positions that take you off of the bed and off of your seat bone is it allows this little coccyx bone that we have at the back of our pelvis to move up and out the way, which again allows even more space for your baby to be able to navigate through. So I really encourage you when it comes to labor and birth to move into different positions and to be intuitive with it. Often women will find that they may have planned, for example, to be in all fours position for their labor and birth on the bed in all fours. But actually when the time comes, they end up pacing the room or doing some squats or some lunges. And that's almost like a signal between you and your baby, your baby's navigating the pelvis and something just feels like you need to move in a specific way. And that's powerful. That's really powerful intuition that we want to listen to as women. It's almost like our baby saying, just move your pelvis this way because I need to go under it. It's that communication between you and your baby. So listen to those intuitive messages to move into different places. And to keep moving as well. Try not to be fixated in just one position during your labor. Because actually sometimes just the process of moving in between different positions allows your baby to navigate the pelvis in the way that they need to. And that can be equally as powerful as the given specific position. Just that movement between them. So keep moving, keep mixing it up. There's some brilliant techniques called rebozo techniques. And a rebozo is essentially a very long, very strong stretch of fabric. So a massive scarf, if you like. And a rebozo can be a really great tool for supporting you to encourage your baby into a more optimal position, either in pregnancy or even during labor and birth itself. Now, one of my favorite uses of the rebozo is to help support mum into positions and to help support some of the weight of the bump as well, especially in those later stages of pregnancy. One of the ways that you can use the rebozo is if you thread this long material over like the, the top of a door frame and, and kind of trap it in, and then mum can hold the ends of the material and allow her in a standing position to kind of sink back into a little bit of a squat. And that's a really nice position during labor and birth to help mum cope with contractions. So you kind of get to move into a squat, but also grip that fabric as you do, which can feel really great with contractions. Another one is to thread the scarf around your tummy. And in a forward leaning position, so this is where a bed could be really helpful, is to rest your forearms on a bed and allow somebody else to hold almost in like a stiff position, the scarf around your bump and allow the weight of your bump to just drop into that scarf. So someone else is almost holding the bump for you, taking that weight for a period of time. And that can provide great relief during pregnancy if you are feeling a bit heavy. 
how letting someone else literally take some of the weight for you for a few minutes. So that's another option if you do find that mobility and holding different positions like a squat for a longer period of time is a challenge for you, then I really recommend looking at a rebozo to help support you in some of those positions. That is some of my some of my top tips about helping to optimize your baby's position. But like I said at the beginning, it really is one of the things that I wish we could gift to every mum at the beginning of labor, because I really believe it would make a massive difference on all sorts of birth intervention rates. So we know that having a baby in that suboptimal OP or back-to-back position causes more discomfort for mums during labor. It typically makes labor a bit longer and it increases the risk of things like instrumental birth, induction of labor, cesarean section, all those things that often mums that are planning birth are really keen to avoid, but actually unpicking, well, why does that happen so often? And then addressing that thing and reducing your chance of that, i.e. the position of your baby can be a really powerful game-changing tool. So that is my top tip of advice if you are currently pregnant and planning your birth is to really think about optimizing your baby's position. Guys, I hope you found this little top tip of mine helpful. I'd love to hear your feedback on these episodes, be it just me chatting to you or with some of my expert guests. So please take a moment to leave me a quick podcast review because it really does make a massive difference to the reach of the podcast and essentially allows me to keep bringing you episodes each and every week to support you wherever you may be in your pregnancy and birth journeys. And remember, if you want expert, honest and on-demand education as you prepare for the biggest day of your life, birthing your baby, head over to midwifepip.com and see how I can support you there. Before you head off, I just need to tell you something. 68% of you who listen to my podcast have not hit the subscribe button. So can you do me a favor if you have ever enjoyed listening and hit subscribe now? It makes a huge difference and helps me to keep bringing you episodes. The bigger the podcast, the bigger the guests, and the more women we can reach and help. Thank you for subscribing and I look forward to chatting again soon. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.